This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the mid-alt that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. Okay, so we've just made a new discovery. Well, it's not strictly new, though, is it, Emily? In fact, it's been around for about two and a half million years, ever since our ancestors moved to coastal environments and started harvesting seaweed, changing the course of human evolution. Okay, fine. But seaweed is new to us, because now you can harness all of its concentrated benefits in supplement form. From Dr. Seaweed. Turns out that Dr. Seaweed is a real person. (laughs) (laughs) A marine biologist who developed his weed and wonderful range of nutritional supplements based around seaweed's superpowers. Rooted in nature, backed by science, and created for your health and wellness, seaweed helps with immunity, cognition, and my God, do we need that at the moment, and a fully functioning nervous system, as well as skin and thyroid, some of the big guns. It's a superfood with masses of iron, calcium, iodine and potassium, all the good stuff. So we are delighted that Dr. Seaweed is bravely sponsoring this podcast. And you can hear our chat with the doc himself in a couple of weeks time. Discover the wonder of seaweed with 20% off using the code MIDALT20 at checkout, as well as an additional 15% off if you subscribe and save. Cancel and pause anytime free of charge. Dr. Seaweed is so confident you'll notice a difference that there is also a 30-day money-back guarantee. Available at drseaweed.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R seaweed.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine. But this time last week... I saw a doctor about sleep and regular listeners will know that I can't sleep and I haven't slept in years and it's ruining my life. I'm very toxified with exhaustion and fed up. And so uh, I went to the hormone doctor and I said, clearly this is menopause, you have to give me hormones. He said, I don't think you need them. I said, I went with a list, literally do not deny me my rights. You will give me the estrogen. And he did, but he said, if you don't need it, it won't do anything. It didn't do anything. I've tried Sleeping pills, which A, I think are sort of a really, really rocky road, and B, don't really work. And so I saw another doctor last week who said, OK, here's what we're going to do. You are going to sleep train yourself like a baby. And so I have started. And she said, this is going to get so bad. <laughs> it was the worst thing to hear. I know, Emily's got nervous giggles. It was so bad. She said, it will get so bad you may not be able to drive. She said, it will get so bad before it gets better. Here's what I want you to do. 
I have to go to bed incrementally later, week on week. So normally I go to, obviously, if you wake up between 3.30 and 4, you're going to go to bed as early as you fucking can. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I have to get it late. So this week I have to go to bed at 11. Next week, 11.20. The week after, 11.40. She says I have to basically invigorate my sleep drive. And then in the mornings, when I wake up at, you know, 3.30 or 4, I'm not allowed to lie there pulsating with existential dread for two and a half hours until it's time to get up. No, no, no. I have to get out of my bed, go downstairs, read something relaxing or listen to a relaxing podcast for 20 minutes, then go back to bed for 20 minutes, then get up for 20 minutes, then go back for 20 minutes. So that's... (laughs) And the worst bit is I'm not allowed to have any naps at all, even at the weekends. That's what I was going to ask. (laughs) How do you stop yourself nana napping at sort of eight o'clock on the sofa where you just sit down and you just sit down and you think oh and the, I read that I mean, well, bolt upright bolt that's upright Ka- that's Cat Farmer who we haven't introduced yet <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry well, you, well listen because I can't sleep and I'm a hypervigilant maniac I would never fall asleep on the sofa anyway it's called oh, an appetizer so I just by have the way to, it's called what it's called an appetizer when you fall asleep before the sleep I think that's an accident yeah <laughs> so I don't go near my bed I go nowhere near my bed I think that's sort of the point so what it's going to do is stimulate provoke a pavlovian response so when i'm in my bed i'm asleep in my bed but i feel even madder than usual it's like sleep training a baby except i'm the baby and the sleep trainer i mean honestly this way madness lies emily how are you well um i'm absolutely fine but annabelle is sleep training i should probably have a different uh, a different i have got a different answer Please send but, help. but yeah, exactly because like this is only week one so by week four when you're having to go to bed at like half past 12 or something crazy like that not allowed to nap and still waking up at four o'clock it's going to be really painful maybe it'll be working Um, by then so i'm absolutely fine but i went out three nights last week and i also stayed up till midnight another night at home so i feel deranged with a kind of Sort of, oh my God, I may never recover from the obstacles of actually going out Is all the time. Is it normal for people to say, I only go out one or two nights a week? I don't know. Is it, I don't know. People write in, tell us, are you going out every night? I used to go out like Where are we on the going out lexicon? Well, this is the problem because now with all this going out business and with what looks like more going out in our future, it's thrown up a new set of obstacles as well, which is what to wear. Oh, God, it's the worst bit. And yes, well, it is half of the exhaustion of going out is the bit before the getting ready. Anyway, so we are delighted that our old friend Kat Farmer, otherwise known as Does My Bum Look 40, has written a book about how to leave the house without leaving your sanity. It's called Get Changed. And Kat is here with all her tricks and tips on how to put the fun into fashion dysfunction. Hello, Kat. How are Hello, you? Hello, good morning. How are you? <laughs> well, you know. Better than Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> so I am absolutely fine, but I uh, was slightly late to the podcast this morning for my, my appointment because I got up this morning, went downstairs and discovered that there is a robin in the house. Stop it. A bird in the house. <laughs> and all I do is shriek. There's a bird in the house. And my husband's like, what? I, said, I know you're slightly barmy, but you've now lost your shit. And I literally just shut the door of the sitting room. I just, there's a bird in there. There's, there's, a, there's a bird in there. It so is that- very, very, very hectic when a bird is trapped in your house. It's Hitchcockian. It's hectic. It makes you panic. I mean, I completely sympathise with, there's a bird in the house. I just, because I could hear this noise. I was like, what's that noise? What, oh. What's that noise? And it's like a phoenix from behind the sofa. I, I swear to God, how we did not come out. Thankfully, I just weed. 
Otherwise, it would have been catastrophic. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrendous. So what happened? I shut the door and I, I and I just did some shrieking and um, then thank God one of my children is here, he's off school and so he's come down and he's sorted out. I mean, can I say, I was up earlier and I didn't just get up at you know, mid-morning um, <laughs> but I hadn't gone into the sitting room. That's when I just went, opened the door of the sitting room I was like, <gasps> oh my God. So yeah, so my husband's like, I'm on a call. There's such a depressing thing about the burden house thing as well is that because it keeps hitting, you feel so upset by hitting the window and panicky about the fact that you can't save it whilst also completely unable yes. to go anywhere near it's like it you can feel it's pain but you really need it to fuck off yes <laughs> oh, oh my god and you do get that i was poor thing and then but get out of my house please yeah. poor thing <laughs> oh, no, I, don't, I really don't need it in here i really don't need it here. so i just I, I yelled for a child and of course he's comatose because he's a teenager and it's mid-morning and he's not on not at school and i said uh, there's, there's a bird downstairs and of course it was again what? Again, you can see he's really woken up from some weird dystopian dream. Said, get out of this! Get out of this! What do you want me to do? Get rid of it! A bird pooed on my head slash ear slash neck in some slithery, disgusting way the other day. It's and lucky. What? Yeah, Fuck what off. I mean, I love you, but everyone kept going, hey, it's lucky! And I was sort of encrusted with poo, having made the effort to get out of the house dressed like some sort of semi-functioning human woman. And then, you know, and everyone was going, oh, like we're all, you know, sort of gypsies. Oh, it's lucky. Folkloric <laughs> nonsense. I just dressed with Heather on you and you're done. <laughs> you're <laughs> And it really sticks onto the bird poo, the heather, yeah. and then you've got this sort of, you know, well, maybe it's a new trend that we're going to be starting. Cat, is, this, is this what we're going to be? <laughs> I'm, going to throw, I'm going to throw it out there. No. Anyway, I'm going to take a picture a bit later and put it on our Insta. But Cat looks, as everybody knows who goes on Insta, is looking particularly fabulous at the moment, Cat. Well, thank you. I think it is because I have just come back from six days in the Maldives, which helps, dare I say. It's, um, yes, that's good for the soul and good for the, yeah, good for the, the complexion. So I now, I was saying to somebody last night, they said, your tan is looking, it's lasting amazingly well. I said, yeah, and I'm gluing it back on. I mean, there's no exfoliation going on at all. I'm just literally slathering it back on and just putting more and more bronzer. My aim is to look like Judith Chalmers come Easter. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> what kind of bronzer are you using to put on? Oh, it's the Chanel one. It's incredible. Oh, it's the Le Beige. Le Beige. It's magic. It's, it's absolutely of, magic. It's sort, of, it's sort of cream to powder with a big old fat brush. It's rather good. Yeah, but the big yeah. fat brush I bought from H&M. I didn't buy the uh, Chanel one. Well, I, we, sh- we shop high and we shop low. Yeah, definitely. Although, it, well, unfortunately, it does look now I have a selection of pubes in my, uh, in, in, in my Le Beige from the brush. So, yes, the maybe shedding. go with a Chanel. But like the moment Kat appeared on camera this morning, I found myself saying to her, I mean, like, have you had something done? <laughs> yes. I am, I am. Do you know what? I am. I, 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 and I do say this often, often, often on my account. I hold my hands up and say um, I am a huge fan of um, a little aesthetic injection every now and again. And actually, I do only have them probably, I mean, in lockdown, it was nearly two years. But probably every 10, 12 months. So not often, mm-hmm. not often. And my approach to it. It's really tricky, isn't it? There's that whole line of, why do you want to look younger? It's not younger. I just want to look in the mirror and not be able to tuck my jowls into my bra. (laughs) And I I think there is that, you know, as you get older, gravity's a bitch and the fat deposits on your face 
I mean, how cruel is that? They basically disappear to your ass. That's where they get all your stomach. You know, if you're menopausal, the fat migrates down and just sticks itself around your middle. And so, I mean, I, I have a very slender face anyway. So I, I have the um, propensity. I know, but the trouble with a slender face is it becomes a skull face, doesn't it? I, exactly. Yeah, I'm like skeletal with skin. I'm literally, I am, I am literally skeletal with skin. And so I need to, so basically all she does, she's amazing, Dr. Ellie, is she, um, it's, she rebuilds it. She just puts the scaffolding back. Yeah. That's it. So I don't want to look different. I just want to look vaguely, not like I did one day. I want to look in the mirror and recognise myself and not look haggard. I think that's the problem. If you also, do have a very... you don't want to look disappointed, do you? You know that thing where you walk around just looking like you're taking a dim view? Well, I'm mean, I usually am. <laughs> but of everything all day, when everything just turns down. It does. You look You look just like a grumpy old shit. I mean, it takes resting bitch face to the next level. <laughs> you know, and you, you know, I mean, I do, if, when I do television, you know, I have to make myself, when I'm watching something, co- focusing, concentrating, I have to literally say to myself, smile. So I'm smiling inanely, but otherwise I look like a psychopath. I look like I'm about to kill somebody I know. with my resting bitch face. So yeah, that's it. I have the biggest difference, I think the biggest thing that she does, and I think it is, I'm going to say rejuvenating, but I think it makes such a massive difference. And people will say, what have you had done? Lips. It's oh, quite not hard to get a good lip. Right. Well, it is and it isn't. I think the point is, is that what her analogy was, basically you're born with, we're born with grapes. And, you know, as a teenager and as a young teen and as a young, in our 20s, nearly 30s, and the flush of, you know, shitty, amazing skin that was wasted on us back then, um, we have these amazing lips. But what happens? We have grapes. But what happens as you get older dehydration, you know, whatever it might be, uh, menopause, we get raisins. <laughs> and all she does is turn the raisins back into grapes. So she just plumps out the creases. Yeah. It's literally like, it's like blowing that, up the creases. That she's person, very good. What's her name? Brilliant. Dr. Ellie, Ellie Satai. She's, she's brilliant. She's in, she's in Kent and Mayfair. And she's, she's so gentle. She's very, very little by little by little by little. And Kat is also wearing a sensational, sort of rather glamorous sky blue cashmere um, jumper, which I said, where's that from immediately? From a brand called B and Sons. Yes, a tiny, tiny brand. It's beautiful. It's recycled cashmere and recycled polyester. And I'm not going to lie to you, it was slightly ambitious putting it on this morning. <laughs> this was, I put it on pre-bird incident when I wasn't expecting to get all hot and flustered. So, but I'm, I'm, I've got the window open and it's lovely. It's actually, it's thick and it's, it's, it's just gorgeous. It's just. I love the fact. I love the fact that you're definitely like overheating, uh, but you will not take it off. And I know that this is our problem every single day when we wake up in the morning. Once we've navigated the horror in the mirror, and then we go to the wardrobe, and you look at it and you think, okay, if I put this on, am I going to be drowning in sweat by lunchtime? Do I need to wear twenty five different layers? I mean, there's so many difficulties about getting dressed at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's not a, it's not a great time of the year. But the idea is, and that and one of the reasons why I wrote the book was because during lockdown I think people had so much more time to reflect on who they were what they were wearing what they were going to wear on the other side and I had the opportunity doing so many more lives of just this audience which suddenly you know we were having all these conversations that previously much as you put up content you feel you on your audience often are like passing ships in the night 
you don't get that connection with them. So lockdown and, and, and the lives were, were, were very, very different. And I was being asked all the time, sort of lots and lots and lots of different questions. And we do lives on them, but I'd get a question and it would be along the lines of, I'm five foot two, I weigh, you know, I'm a size 14, I've got a 32G chair or 34G chest, wherever it might be. What do I wear? It's like, <laughs> well, that I can't really answer that in um, a sentence or even in half an hour. You know, that is where do you start? And so there were those about people dressing for their shape, but then there were also people that were, I have lost my way. I've just got divorced. I have just, you know, have my my children have just all started school. Um, I've just got a new job. I've just hit the menopause and put on three stone. I'm in lockdown and I've put on two stone. Whatever it might be, I look in the mirror and I hate the person that I see. I've got a wardrobe full of clothes and I have nothing to wear. Mm. What do I do? And again, I was like, well, I can't, Boy, you know, I mean, this is this is quite complicated. It's like being uh, being a chef and being wrong and said, um, "How do I make a souffle?" It's like, well, I, I you know, I need the, we, there's lots of processes we need to go through here, and that's when I thought I can put it in a book. Mm. I can put it, I can put it in a book, and so that's where the idea and the concept for Get Change came from. It was to really take people back right to I call the fir- the very first chapter is reviewing the situation, and it's having that understanding and having that self reflection of acknowledging where you are that's the first step well it's a big step in itself actually because I think that what I haven't done in years and I don't know when I'm going to do it I know I have to now because I because I I, I, as you say wardrobes full of clothes nothing to wear is gone through it and tried everything on Ah. I open the door I close the door I just can't face it and I know that that's going to be that's part of step one isn't it Kat no that's not that's actually quite a way down the book so this is the great thing so when I when I started writing I had exactly that detox your wardrobe as my first thing detox your wardrobe and I'd done the structure for the publishers um because you put it out to tender and you, you know it goes to 12 publishers and they have to so you put your structure together and I started with right so you have to do two sample chapters so I thought you know what I'm going to do the, the detox your wardrobe let's do that started writing it and I was referring every time I was writing something I was referring to well you need to have covered this you need to have rethought about this and by this point and I'm thinking no because you need to understand your shape understand your style understand your lifestyle understand your situation and as I progressed with the chapter it just went further down the structure of the book because you don't even go near I don't want you to go near your wardrobe until you know what you're doing Mm. it's it's, again it's a little bit like cooking where you haven't got all the you haven't got your recipe I'm Mm. just going to cook what are you going to cook I don't know it'll come to me along the way you Mm. can't do that you know you you need to think and it's it's that's why the book is set out into preparation ingredients and method so I've done it like, I kept coming back to, it's like cooking. The analogy is like cooking. And I wanted to demystify the intimidation of fashion. Because I think as soon as you mention the word fashion, people yeah. go, oh, that's not for me. That, that's, that's not for me. I think fashion's uh, a silly word. And I have done for some time. Is. I think we should talk about clothes, don't you? Yeah. And that, do you know what? That, when I talk about at. fashion, Annabelle, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. I mean, basically, shit you put on to stop everyone being naked that essentially <laughs> is what is what fashion is but there's no reason there's absolutely no reason why uh you know it's it's as easy to put on a shit outfit as it is to put on an amazing outfit you can put on an amazing outfit if you have the tools at your disposal and i think that's it you know you the knowledge of how to put them together and you've gone through all of that so the book takes you step by step by step through you know, through it. it's not they're not rules. I would call them it's advice. It's a Haynes manual without the carburetor. In the book, <laughs> one of the things that I try and encourage 
people to do, and encourage is the right word, is, is to think about your style icon. Now, this isn't going to work for everybody because if you know your style, then it doesn't matter. But I think the point is, it's a little bit like, again, I go back to the food analogy. Someone's saying to you, what do you want for, what do you want for dinner tonight? And you're, I, you know, you walk in the supermarket, you're like, oh God, I don't know. I don't, I, 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 focus. This is what, why I put, sort of have the style categories is to encourage people to focus. Otherwise, it's just, you can't see the wood for the trees. And it's so difficult to channel your vision into something that is manageable and that you can put a pin in. Yeah. And that's and that's that's why I do it. Now you don't necessarily have to be specifically just one style, but I think for the purposes of having um, a usable, wearable wardrobe right from the get-go, just do two. I think if you start doing three, that's when it goes tits up again because you're suddenly you you you're, you're just you know you've got too much again. And do you think it's important once you've identified your your style icon? to identify the pieces that you need to get closer to it and then to go on a proper forensic hunt for those. Absolutely. absolutely. But I think that again comes down to, that again is way back to shopping is near the end of the book. Because before that, it's about, and we've spoken about this before, but it's about understanding your shape. There are so many, and I will call them rules, that people say that you should and shouldn't wear. So for example, if you have um, a, a very large chest, you know, never wear a polo neck, it will look terrible. Absolute bullshit absolute mm. bullshit if that's the style that you love then you work it and you work your bottoms you think about your proportions you put it together with something that balances it so you absolutely can and I think that is the joy of the style icon because it does teach you to think about specific items and specific outfits that you think oh, I love them in that this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The one thing I think you have to be slightly wary of, which is what I discussed in the book at great length, is about dressing for your lifestyle. Because there is absolutely no point, you know, channeling, let's say, Carrie, Carrie Bradshaw. Yep, so that would be, I call her an eclectic vintage. There is no point channeling Carrie Bradshaw if you are an undertaker. Yeah, an undertaker, you know, you'd be like, Okay, it's probably not the most appropriate. I think. Now, you can, in, in your own way, but you can in it in your own way, but I think you have to sort of, you know, you do have to suspend belief and just be a little bit more realistic in the sorts of things from her look that would work, you know? So 
you could probably wear a black tutu just don't go a pink one <laughs> i think it's really important isn't it to remember because i'm such a magpie when i shop which is a real problem because i i like things but i don't think about necessarily how they're going to fit in with the rest of my wardrobe and also and also you, you know you think oh my god i am a carry surely i'm a carry and then of course you realize you're you're not a carry for whatever yeah. reason mostly because you one don't want for me i don't want to wear heels and two it takes a lot to go out of the house dressed like an a, an eccentric yeah. vintage Yes, right. how much time and money am I going to throw at this? Exactly, to make this work. So you're completely right. You've really got to think about, you know, back to basics. Like how it is that you want to, you know, what's... But what is the... You say back to basics. What is the phrase that we have been beaten over the head with the last 15 years? Capsule wardrobe. Capsule, capsule wardrobe, wardrobe is the worst. It's yeah. cruel. It's, I think the problem with a capsule wardrobe is that a capsule wardrobe is different for everybody. Yeah. So my capsule wardrobe will be completely different to your capsule wardrobe. It might be similar, but it could be completely different. And when I see them and they're so didactic in that you need a trench, you need a Mac, you need a pair of jeans. Some people never wear trousers and that's okay. The per- oh my God, if I see one more, you need a perfect pair of black trousers. Really? Perfect well, white I shirt. Mean, I mean, I look like yeah, a fridge in every white shirt I've ever attempted to put on. I, 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 I have a white shirt and I, I, this is it, you see. I, lo- I love the concept of it. When I put it on, A, I find it really uncomfortable. B, it's dirty within three seconds. C, it's normally creased because I fucking hate ironing. So it, I, it, it, it's just it, jumpers. For me, I'm a jumper person. I'm not a blouse person. And, and I know that. But I've been doing this for years. So I've, I've got, you know, my sorted. But you still make mistakes. But I think the point is, it's understanding what your capsule wardrobe is for you, how that works and is relevant for you. And that comes down to, I do, in the book, there is a whole, I call them pantry staples, and they are the building blocks. Rather than a capsule wardrobe, I prefer to call them building blocks of your wardrobe that you can then build upon. But you have Mm. to have them. But they will be different for everybody. And they might be all trousers. They might be all skirts. They might be all blouses. They might be... it, it It doesn't matter. It might be a combo of lots of different things. And also, you're very good in the book as well about what you can do if trousers are your thing, yeah. here's what you can do to take your trousers into 18 different scenarios, yeah. you know, which is really important because I think people think, oh gosh, I've got to have my, I've got to have my, my work trousers, my going out trousers, my on the sofa trousers. Okay. Sometimes you do actually need on the sofa trousers specifically, but, but, I but, wear mine but, out. but exactly if we're talking at, at, a, at a time where we can't afford to have 25 different pairs of trousers, which also, also we're too fragile to deal with that much change. So if you have a wonderful pair of like, I don't know, wide leg black cords or something that make you feel like you can cope, then you're going to be wearing those a lot. Yeah. You just you should be. So you need to find a way to, and it's not that old fashioned thing of, you know, again, 20 years ago, oh, what will take you from office to bar? I mean, your feet, actually. (laughs) It's just, you know, I really like them. I feel okay in them. I I sort of need to wear them. How's that going to work? I think as well, I think one one of the pieces of advice, again, I don't call them rules. Actually, I do actually, I do call these rules. Sorry, <laughs> there are two to call them rules, rules. Kat. That's okay. Two rules in the book because they actually, actually work. And they are the rule of three. And there's two, it's complicated because there's two rules of three. <laughs> and one is, uh, so when you're shopping and you see something and you think, I love that. Can you think of three different occasions where you can wear that? And three, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at work doesn't count. <gasps> so you need to think of three different occasions. Can you wear it to work? Can you wear them out in the evening? Can you wear them out for dinner at the weekend? Could you wear them to a wedding? Maybe wear them for black tie. All these, there are, you need to think about three different occasions when you can wear them. 
The other rule is with that item, you need to be able to think of three outfits that you can make from things that you already own. Yeah. Yeah. And that, because I mean, how many times have you gone and you thought, I love this skirt. Oh my God, best skirt. You put it on and you think, well, not with this top I've got on, but um, another, another, another top. And I'm like, well, okay, well, I don't, I don't have that. Okay. Well, I, 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 I'll buy a top. You're buying a top. I'll buy, I'll buy the top. She, what shoes can I wear with these? Okay, well, on the picture or on the model or on that person I just saw, she had that. They look really good. Yeah, I don't have anything like that. A, I can't walk in heels like that. B, mm. I don't own a pair like that. You know, C, I've got no, no, nothing to wear. No, before you know it, you know, you've ended up buying new shoes, new skirt, new top, and a new coat. And you get it at your home, you think, where am I going to wear it anyway? Yeah. So I think it's, you know, it's, 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 it's being surgical. Yeah. I was As about my to husband say- used to say, when I, we, I used to go into a shop, and he used to stand by the door years ago and he'd be like, right, be surgical. And that meant be quick. Don't <laughs> fuck about. Just be quick. Don't get in there about. and just do it. And it requires a forensic knowledge of what you've got at home. I'm thinking about what's upstairs, feeling sick. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe instead of listening to a relaxing podcast at 4.15 tomorrow morning, I'll do the relaxing. That that will... I'll be awake for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Imagine. you'll never sleep again. Imagine. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, it's funny yeah. you're thinking about you're thinking about you know what's what are, what are your staple pieces what are your staple pieces and I tell you what I've forgotten is one of my staple pieces which will always will always help me having a few really good coats yes you know you I, when you were talking I literally just thought my current one is I've just bought a new trench and I. I can't, I can't stop wearing it. Well, Emily I'm, walked in in a trench this morning she hasn't worn in 20 years. Yeah, and Annabelle said, you need to get that dry cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> It'll work, but you need to get it dry cleaned. But, no, but I was literally like, but do you think it works before we get onto the fact that it is like crumpled because it hasn't seen an iron for like 20 years. But yeah, I'm quite excited but actually. The coat, but that was inspired coat, by your book to go through. The coat deals with all moods. It deals with if you're feeling... Fat, if you're feeling depressed and tired, if you want to cover up, if you want to show off, if it's a big splashy one, because what is more fabulous than an amazing coat? Exactly. And um, yeah, so maybe I'll start with the coat cupboard. We could do that. Absolutely. You know. <laughs> Yay. Thanks, start Pat. With you can come. Yeah, thanks. I think part yeah. of it also, though, is, is you've got the most fantastic knowledge of brands. You know, a lot of us only shop where we shop. Yeah. And it's like you only know who you know, you only cook what you cook, you only shop where you shop. And it's worth actually doing some research. And this is perhaps the most fun research you could do in your life other than travel porn. Um, you know, and travel porn you generally can't afford is to really have a think. What are the what are the new labels that you've discovered that you're finding both joyous and very useful? Do you know what? That that again, that is a really, really tricky question because it does come back down to a huge amount of it is is budget. And actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there is anywhere that you shouldn't shop. I will shop anywhere because it's actually not about what you buy. It's about how you wear it and how long you wear it. And I think you know, obviously, I mean, I mean, there are beautiful knitwear companies. I mean, Navy Grey is an amazing knitwear company. This one um, is, you know, they're B and Sons. They're lovely, but they are expensive. At the same time. I have the most incredible cashmere jumpers from M&S. I think they're amazing. I think my, my, my favourite new discovery, actually, for jumpers is buying men's jumpers. Men's jumpers. Do you know why? Because what men's jumpers have, I can't demonstrate this now because I'm doing it. Men's jumpers will be more, sounds ridiculous, more shaped than women. Men don't wear long, loose yep. tunic jumpers, do they? Well, 
I don't know, not necessarily. Um, so they do tend to sort of slightly go in at the waistband. And the joy of something that goes slightly in at the waistband is it immediately, immediately gives you shape. So while most of us walk around in, you know, women's jumpers are made to be sort of huge square things, which are great for some shapes, even if you are on the curvier side, to give definition, you probably want to do a bit of a half tuck. You know, you try and give it a, li- a little bit of shape. Well, men's jumpers do that automatically. They automatically have a slightly narrower waistband to them. So you size up, so they're more voluminous here, and you size down. Size-wise as well, they're brilliant because they generally go from extra, extra small up to extra, extra, extra large. And they're cheaper. Mm. And they're just, Mm. yeah, great. I mean, you don't get the, if you want something in a really bright colour, you'll probably be a little bit snookered. Mm. But if you are, you know, you're looking for just a black or a navy or a grey, beautiful grey ones, then that that is my current piece of advice for to get a jumper you know that works over jeans over a skirt the slightly looser looser slouchy jumper that doesn't look like a sack i always find it really hard to find a belt i can never find a wide belt anyway look i found one on etsy the other day but i mean you know that was the first one in forever belts are really really hard my favorite belts which is about as helpful as a chocolate teapot are vintage belts Mm. i love them i love them love them love them do you know where though i mean it's not Again, it comes down to when people will go, oh, I'm not buying it from there. Great belts, and they're elasticated at the back, and then at the front they have, they are faux leather. I mean, don't get too close. They do look a little bit <laughs> plastic. The black ones are better than the tan. Amazon. Interesting. They're like 10 quid. I wore one when I did You Are What You Wear. I wore, oh, where's your belt from? Where's your belt from? Where's your belt from? Amazon. 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 They're amazing. And actually, just to... You know, again, Zara does good belts, but they sort of have a little bit of a vintage vibe to them. Um, and they just, they do, they do serve a purpose because not everyone has the time. The problem with vintage and, and, and pre-loved is it's great. When it works, it's the best thing on the planet. But the problem is, is you need, you need time, you need knowledge and you need a shitload of luck. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, luck is a massive part of the um, gamble of the, of, the, of the charity shop or the pre-loved shop or the, or the vintage store. Um, and the other thing that I tell you that with, I, a lot of people are on the hunt for uh, again because we're out and about again is a new handbag. Yes, what, you know, a new brilliant everyday bag that makes you happy rather than depressed when you pick it up. My current bags are always, always go vintage or pre-loved. Always. So where do you I look think, for those? Where do I look for them? Um, I, I, I've just, I bought one recently this year from eBay, which was amazing. Absolutely brilliant. And um, there are some great, great sites. Two, a couple of my sites, three sites that I absolutely love. One is called Seek Pre-Loved Bags. She's brilliant. Sarah's brilliant. I love, she's literally not messing around with the title, is she? <laughs> no, she's Seek like... Pre-Loved Bag. Amazing. And she also, she also sells it on Vestia, but you can buy it through her site. And it's slightly cheaper if you buy through her Instagram. And she is great. Um, Phoenix Style are amazing. They are, they're back down in Cobham. They are, they are brilliant. But they, again, everything's online. So you can see and you know. The Hosta, that's a really good one. Vestiaire is great as well. It's, you know, mm. it, is, it, is, it is hit and miss. Um, but it can be brilliant. The only thing, with, the only thing I say with Vestiaire now is buyer beware. Look at the location. Don't buy something from, uh, unless it's under, is it 145 or 135? I think it is. If it's more than that, you will get nailed for tax and duties, which is a... I know, you suddenly get a thing through. If you ordered something from America and you suddenly get nailed for 90 quid or something, which has transformed the budget of the operation. What? I mean, America's expensive, but Europe now is like batshit crazy. Yeah. You you can buy 180... A friend of mine did it. And she's actually French. She was so pissed off with herself. So she... Oh, I love this. I love it. 180 pounds. Guy gets up, 125 pounds. What for? I paid already. No, this is just for the tax. Like, how is it that much money? 
yeah. yeah. That's Brexit. Nuts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I have to say, the pre-love, the thing I love about the pre-love bags, and they don't necessarily have to be designer. Do you know what? There are great ones, like Russell and Bromley bags are amazing on eBay. You can get amazing Russell and Bromley bags. But you can get, you know, really good designer bags. And we are still, you know, you're probably looking at anywhere between 100 and well, you know, however much you want to spend, depending on the, 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 you know, the quality and the desirability, shall we say, of your bag. Um, but most of them are pretty immaculate. Mm. Have I got one here? Yeah, I've got one here, look. Oh, what's she got? And it's one that you can't get anymore. This is my, look, this is my nightingale. Oh, that's nice. I know, it's a Givenchy nightingale. And I, I love this bag. And I mean, knew this bag was, I mean, it was always like 12, ridiculous, over a thousand pounds. And it was a couple of hundred pounds, which again is, is expensive. But it's, it's you know, I mean, a, a bag in M&S now is a, a leather bag. A leather bag in Zara is 150 quid. And if you do cost per wear and you wear, use it every day for, I mean, yep. four years. Absolutely. And you're being totally sustainable by buying something, you know, that is vintage. It will last. You can give it, you know, and it's the other thing I love about them is something that somebody else won't probably be using or have anymore. Yeah. Because people do tend, lots of people do tend to, you know, lose lots. It's the new bag. What's the new bag? It's, I must have the new Celine. I must have the new Chloe. Whereas that has suddenly lost every single ounce mm. of appeal to me. Mm. I'm like, no, I want the old ones. Get me those old ones. <laughs> and then ones. at the other end of the spectrum from the bag is something that we all have to think about. I think probably particularly with, with your big boobs like me is underwear. Because yeah. nothing works if that's wrong. And I said on the podcast about a month ago that I was, you know, the age that I am and I don't have a comfortable bra that doesn't bulge and I found one. What? I found it! Where? Where? I, I Where? I to tell you. It's a brand called Miss Mary of Sweden and they have an extra panel that goes, if you can imagine it, from just the side of the cup right down under the arm to the back. So an extra panel's in there so it means that there's no back bulge, there's no side bulge online and it won't work for, it's, it's quite a big articulated operation so it's not going to work for a slash to the navel situation but it is amazing for jumpers, as we said, because it's slightly minimising without being depressingly flattening. Because trouble with minimisers is they'll squish everything around the sides. This keeps things... It's got to go somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's got to go somewhere. These are really good bras. Miss Mary of Sweden. How did you find it? It chased me around Instagram. Did it? Yeah. I love the name alone. I really... I, does it have anything good for, for me? No. I was watching Emily. Emily's face then. Emily's face were my thoughts. Looking at you thinking... I don't know how this is going to work for me. I mean, I, I, I assume, Emily, I'm going to throw you into my category. I mean, I basically have um, fried eggs. Well, they were, at one time, they were fried eggs. They now look like slightly melting chalk icing, <laughs> is what I say. I thought you called them or, your dead hamsters. Yes. I do. I, I, I usually call them dead hamsters. They, they do look like, if you can imagine, two dead hamsters attached to my chest that are perilously close to being able to be tucked into my waistband. <laughs> uh, no, Emily and, only wears a bra to be polite, exactly. don't you? Exactly. I don't normally... I mean, and, I, and you call it a bra. I call it... What is it? It's a silly little bralette. Yeah, it's like an M&S bralette, which, yeah. I, which I, when I discovered that I didn't have to wear underwire. Under I was about to say, when I discovered... Oh, I've not worn underwire for years. Like, why? I don't, I don't think... It's I, like a torture thing. Like, I just... I, I don't think I wore an underwire since my third pregnancy. <laughs> well, you know when... You know when I... Well, my first pregnancy, actually... Yes, I don't know. I'm nothing underwired, but I do have. I am very. I am a fan of the padding. I will say. Okay. I did. I did something the other week with um, doing a shoot, and some, they were doing my hair, and and the, and the makeup lady came over, and it was all a bit, you know, everyone's in in your face doing, doing, doing makeup, and she basically just brushed with her hand, brushed my tit, 
And uh, she went, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I said, love, listen. I said, you are about three inches away from actual chicken. <laughs> I said, there is that much padding there. I don't know what, you know, you could... So is that no, an old-fashioned chicken no fillet? Or is it um, a bra with what, a no padding? Oh no, it's just the actual bra. Like it's, you know, it's like foam. It's, you know, they call them padded bras. But I don't know why but I have... I, don't, I have heard tell of these things. Never worn one. Um, but I do like a... I do, speaking of pads, I, I do like a shoulder pad. They balance everything out of shoulder pad. I discovered these silicone ones that stick to your shoulders rather than sliding down your arms or migrating down your chest. But they really help shoulder pads, don't they? Give everything a bit more structure, a bit more oh, architecture. Shoulder pads. Shoulder pads are incredible. I talk about there's a, there's a, there's a lot of shoulder pad chat in the book, and I, I I remember doing a when we did the BBC show you are what you wear, and there was a dress, and I said to the lady, "Whisper, I'm going to put shoulder pads in it," and she she literally just was like, "But like what?" I said, please don't do that. And I said, I promise you, it's just I'm scarred by them from the 80s. I said, no, honestly, it works so well, especially if you are, it sounds counterintuitive, but if you are larger busted, because it just makes everything just in proportion and it makes you stand differently. If you have shoulder pads on, you watch, someone will stand differently. What are your other little little devices apart from shoulder pads that you think we could have in our arsenal? I think the easiest way to, to I mean, what's the, I mean, there's two things, really. If you're talking about, you know, things to have to make you dress, dress stuff, look better, it's having them, and we've said that before, it's having an amazing seamstress. Yeah. Full stop, end of. And there are probably three people in this country who can actually go into a shop and buy something and it will fit them perfectly. Yeah. The rest of us mere mortals are all a bit of a dodgy shape in one way, shape or another. So mm. it's whether we have it lengthened or shortened or taken in or, you know, Think about adding that into the cost of when you buy something because it, you'll actually wear it if it fits you. Mm. Um, so that's, I think, with regards to sort of, you know, the, the, the rudimental having clothes that fit and look good. But I think for me, the easiest way to add just diversity and versatility to your wardrobe is accessories. Yes. Accessories. I... And that ranges from, I and mean, to me, it ranges from, it's jewellery, obviously. We say obviously. Jewellery, belts, scarves, hats bags but my favorite is um lipstick oh. i always think makeup makeup can be the biggest and the most effective um accessory yes a red lip is an accessory it? isn't it yeah if you just have you know or it could be you know you've got a red dress you've got a black dress whatever you've got and you just want to have a really smoky eye and it's, it, it it just makes it look very very different to if you were to wear that dress, you say you've got a plain black dress and you wear that dress, let's say cowboy boots, fringe jacket, smoky eye, and the next time you go out, you wear it with very pair-back accessory, very pair-back shoes, black boots, let's say, and a fabulous red lip. Looks completely different. Hair as well. Do you know, know it's really interesting. Actually, it's really all about sort of confidence and looking like you mean it, isn't it? Looking like you mean it. Like, so often... You know, we put clothes on almost I know, and apologetically. There is a dispiriting mix of what you fit yeah. into and what you can afford. Exactly, and, and you your don't bag like rocks everything up, and you're running for the train. So you this. I mean, there's so many reasons why you why you feel like you're sort of not striding out of the house, yeah. like with full. And actually, you know, if you do put on a big earring or smudge some mascara. Well, actually, whatever, I find if I get my hair done, yeah. like maybe put yeah. up, um, then I don't really care what I wear. And if I don't get my hair done, it can almost, yeah. you know, I'm too old for this. Yeah. I'm not 15. It can almost floor me. You know, that yeah. thing, you know, of clothes all over the floor and yeah. sort of in tears in the corner. Yeah. That's, again, the premise behind the book is that everybody actually deserves to be able to look in the mirror and feel great. Honestly, everybody, have a look at Kat's book, Get Change. Yes. Find your fashion recipe. Change your life slightly. Yeah. 
everybody's journey will be different. But the thing that you do need to invest, and somebody asked me the other day, actually, you know, what's your what's the best investment you can make? And I said, it's your own time. It's your own time. You you have to acknowledge that this isn't going to happen overnight. Yep. Cat Farmer does my bum look 40. We love you. We do. And, oh, um, and, you. and very best of luck with your brilliant book. And we hope to see you very thank soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Midalt. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.